gentlemen, welcome to MerlinCast, episode 13. This is a very exciting episode. Uh, the big Comic-Con hype is going on right now, so there's all sorts of things to talk about. There's a bunch of huge, huge details about Merlin that came out today, so we're really excited to talk about those. And we have been getting a crazy amount of fan response lately, and we're really happy about it. Um, we decided to start this new little campaign where we try and get to know as many Merlin fans as we could, so we started following an intense amount of people on Twitter, and the response we've gotten so far has just been awesome, and we've gotten to hear from a bunch of you, and we've gotten to meet some really nice people and get to know what they thought about Merlin, so we're really happy to share some of that, and we've got lots of fun stuff to talk about today. My name's Aaron Millard. My name's Courtney Catadella. I'm Sarah Sutherland. My name's Andrew Brazy. All right. So, obviously the big news story this week is that Comic-Con 2012 took place. It actually, it ends tonight, I believe. Um, and today, yesterday there was an autograph signing with Katie McGrath and Colin Morgan, and today there was a panel, um, and Angel Colby joined them. And um, some huge things came out. The first thing we have on here to talk about is the autograph signing. Uh, we, on Twitter, we tweeted that anyone that got to meet them and got pictures with them they should um send them to us so we got a bunch of people that sent us pictures it looked like they had a lot of fun and they said that they were really friendly people they had a great time meeting them and it's just really exciting and we're all really jealous we couldn't be down there to meet them ourselves um so we're really happy that some of you guys got to meet them and it sounded like it was a lot of fun and then today there was the panel that took place um there was five people there, Katie McGrath, Colin Morgan, Angel, Johnny Caps, and what's the other guy's name, the other producer? Can't was remember. it Julian uh, Murphy? You guys know? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. That's who it was. Good job. Wow, nice, Andrew. Uh, Julian Murphy. That's right. Um, <laughs> and they had a huge discussion. They, they revealed so much stuff about this coming season and there's some really interesting things to talk about um what they did is they had a discussion there was a blooper reel they showed and they also showed a trailer for the next season and the trailer from what i've heard there was a lot of big things in it but they were fast scenes so a lot of people don't know exactly what was happening yet so we're not going to quite get into our theories on that until the trailer gets leaked to the public which i'm sure will happen pretty soon and then we can discuss that trailer but some of the things that we did find out um we found out that Series 5 takes place three years after Series 4, so we got three years from when the last one went, was on, and um, Katie McGrath revealed that Morgana has been imprisoned and tortured for her ma her use of magic for the last three wow. years, so she's really angry and she wants revenge on Arthur more than ever, so this season's going to be all about her trying to get her revenge. Um, so I was just curious, it surprised me that she was i we never really got an explanation of how she was imprisoned and maybe we'll find out in this next season but i i was really surprised to find that out because i thought she escaped after okay. that last yeah, episode awesome i don't know what you guys think yeah well, yeah definitely. i mean i feel like that's like she was injured so she couldn't have gotten that far but like um doesn't merlin also know where she like lives in her like witch hovel because um of that episode with like the servant yeah. of two masters 
That's a really good point, actually. I didn't think about that. But I'm would, also, be, would Morgana uh, be exactly where she lives. would Morgana be stupid enough to go back there though? Because she knows that Merlin, like, knows there. So why would she return back to that hovel? I don't know. That That's would that point. would seem yeah. like that'd be really stupid on Morgana's point. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm interested to find out what the story is behind that. Um, I'm also. Uh... I'm also interested to see what happens with the uh, the dragon because you saw the dragon was an Athusa who visited her briefly. Yeah, right. So yeah, one, I'm I'm just wondering if something's gonna go on there. If they're gonna take that any further. Well, yeah, and they didn't really talk about the dragon as much, but like from what they said, Morgana is just furious, and she the biggest another big issue she has is with Gwen because Gwen has the throne now and that's the thing that Morgana wanted the most and she always feared that Gwen would take the throne and now that she has she's really out for her too and they said there's going to be a really juicy storyline between the two of them Uh, another huge thing that was revealed and this completely shocked me is that Anthony Head is going to be back in the season playing Uther so Uther's going to be back what? and (laughs) I know it's crazy um, I did read a little more into it. Um, I guess somehow when Arthur's in a time of need and he really needs advice from his father, he finds a way that he can communicate with him. And then from then on, Uther makes occasional appearances on the show. So I'm thinking it's more of like, it's got to do, it has to have to do with oh, yeah. magic. I, there's got to be some way that magic plays a role in this. I mean, they wouldn't go into details, obviously, but I was just so shocked. And I'm actually glad because as much as people hated Uther's character... Anthony has such a great actor, and yes, it'll be kind of nice to see him back. Like rewatching, I'm happy for that. yeah, rewatching season one, like Excalibur, like the Excalibur episode. I was, I was just reminded why I like Anthony Head so much, is he is an amazing actor. He's just done so much. Absolutely. I mean, he's a really, really great actor. I'm just hoping he doesn't come back in such a large, I don't know, role. Because just watching Excalibur just reminded me of how much I, like, despised Uther as a character. Just, like, I just, he makes me really frustrated. Even though Anthony Head is amazing at making me very frustrated. (laughs) Right. So that was just huge news. When I first saw that and I was like, Uther's back, it said, like, Uther's back in season five. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, how is this possible? So, I mean, the explanation makes a little more sense, but still, it's just crazy that this would happen. Um, yeah. Another another thing they said is that Morgana this season will be spending a whole lot more time in Camelot. It's not going to be like last season where she was sending people into Camelot to do her bidding for her. And they said it'll be in ways that you wouldn't expect. So, somehow Morgana is going to be making a lot of appearances in Camelot and... We don't know just how yet, but that's also really exciting, trying to figure out how that'll go about. Um, And I think the big theme that they said is that this season is going to be a whole lot darker than the seasons in the past. Um, And they've said numerous times from what I've heard that they're really pushing the limits of the show from what they have before. It's going to be a lot darker and a lot more intense and even a lot more violent. Um, it's, it's, they almost said it's moving more away from a family show and more towards a show with a lot of deeper themes, which, which I think is actually kind of nice because a lot of people that started watching Merlin are growing up now and I think they're ready for the show to mature a little bit. 
I don't know what you guys think about that. I thought I thought it was very interesting, though. I love Julian Murphy's comment I read somewhere. He says, um, this article says, However, Julian Murphy assured fans that the series will not take the darkness too far, saying, Well, we won't do rape or incest. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, okay. no, that was really That's funny. That's good to know. <laughs> that was that very is. good to know. Yeah, that's know. not too far. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, I, I think it'll be nice to see it get darker. I just hope it doesn't go, like, I don't know, Spartacus. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's just crazy, though. And then another huge thing. There's just so many huge things to talk about. Um, It was said that Merlin will be getting some romance this season. What? Yay! So, oh! Yay! Oh, guys, I we forgot to tell you, to. like, I'm on the show. Like, I'm on the show, so, of course. Oh, you are? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I knew it had something to do with you, Courtney, but... It's fine. Sure. I'm just, like, a really big star now. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, we got Merlin getting some romance. We got Uther back again. Morgana's been in prison, and she's ready for revenge. The season's getting darker. There's so much. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm forgetting about they mentioned. I guess the blooper reel is hilarious. I can't wait to see that. And the yeah. trailer, I guess, had some big things in it um, that they haven't quite mentioned yet. Uh, there was... An, well, they, they did announce also that the Merlin YouTube channel is now available, the official one. So I checked that out. And on there, there's a video for the video trailer of the new Facebook video game. <laughs> And I have to say, the game actually looks kind of interesting. Did you guys watch that video by any chance? I didn't get a chance. I didn't. I saw okay. it. I checked You'll have to the check YouTube it page, out. but I didn't watch it. <laughs> it's it's different than I expected, and it actually looks like they put a ton of time into it. So, if you guys, yeah, check that out after the show, and then we can talk about it next show, what you guys think. And I'm, I'm pretty impressed, actually. I thought it was going to be pretty lame, but it looks not bad at all. So it's exciting that the Merlin channel's out, and I'm hoping that they'll just release the... Um, blooper reel in the trailer from Comic-Con without people having to try and leak it. I hope they'll just release it on that channel, but they usually don't, so we'll see what happens with that. <sighs> um, and they also revealed some new Series 5 artwork, which is it's basically like the movie trailer for the season, and it is quite impressive. I must say. Mm. Intense. That it is. Did you guys, yeah, you all took a look? Yep. It looks, I mean, it's got, you've got Guinevere, Morgana, Gaius, Arthur, and Merlin in the middle. And the tagline is, the die is cast. And there's also, like, a tower in the yeah, background. Yeah, it looks very snowy um, in the background. Did you guys recognize that tower? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, there's snow, too. I'm afraid I did not so, recognize the tower. So, it... It's just such a great, high-quality um, picture, and I was just really impressed with the whole thing. So, I i mean, it doesn't reveal a whole lot. Gaius' hair looks a little longer, and Gwen's got her, um, would be your tiara. Her hair is super long, too. <laughs> yeah. It is. So, I think that it actually, I think that it actually does reveal a lot. Like, um, I was looking up. I was totally geeking out, and I was looking up, like, I don't know, just the die is cast, like, different meanings for those words, <laughs> and, um, wow. Someone was it's really fun, like, I was, I had, I had a free day today, 
Um, so, I think that, like, I don't know, die is obviously, like, I think someone's gonna die. And I think Merlin's hand in this is outstretched in a very strategic place. I think that Gaius is gonna die because his hand is over Gaius and, you know, <laughs> Gaius is gonna die in this. He's just gonna die. And I think that it's going to be because of something that Merlin does. Mm. Just saying. That's an interesting theory. That's my now, theory. Merlin's face certainly looks like he's ready kill to someone. really inflict some pain yep. on someone. Or yeah, he looks like him. he is so. pissed off. He looks like he's about to rip someone's throat out. <laughs> it's like, yes, I've never seen so, I've never seen such an intense Colin Morgan before. I can't yeah, wait. I hope, so. I want to see wow. him start wearing glasses because I remember we saw that picture of him wearing glasses a while ago. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. It'll just be nice. I don't know how much of a role that's going to play. Yeah. But, He's turning more into the Merlin know. we know, though. He's just going to exactly. turn into the Merlin that He's we know old. more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have that picture come out. Uh, and, Sarah, you also found something that you caught before I did. You want to mention that? Sure. Um, also big news. It is very big news. Producer Johnny Caps has um, announced at Comic-Con that Merlin is in talks with BBC to produce a movie trilogy, a three-part um, movie series. Um, he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen. He said um, it's in very early stages of planning. Um, they are discussing a season six, but they're also talking about the movies. Um, he also says, we're hopefully going to do a trilogy, three movies. We'll focus on them when we finish season five. Um, and basically he says he doesn't know what it's going to be. It could be that they go back and start the whole story again and show different parts that we didn't see from the series. And also, but he also says that the other idea is just to continue where they left off and they haven't decided yet. Um, and at this point, we don't know if the cast is going to include the existing cast. They could, um, it might include Colin Morgan, Bradley James, Angel Colby, and Katie McGrath, um, but it also might be completely recast. So that's really exciting to, wow. to hear. <laughs> but what do you guys think? Do you think yeah, that really they is. should? Do you think that they should recast for the movies, or do you think they should keep the original? I think they should keep the I original. really hope they don't. I, I think they should keep I do, too. Me, too. Because I think the original cast... They make such a Yeah, group, they've done a great, great job so far. And, I mean, to not cast them in a Merlin movie, I just think... I just don't think it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, awful. <laughs> we're not... I don't know. It'd just be so hard to picture new people playing those roles. And they do such a great job that it's just too hard to switch them around, in my right. opinion. But we'll see. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I forgot to, is that Katie McGrath said in an interview that this season is not going to be like the other seasons as far as there was like a villain of the week. You know how they'd have different episodes with something bad that would yeah. happen? She said this season is really focused on the, the main four characters, um, Gwen, Merlin, Arthur, and Morgana. So it's not going to be like, oh... Like, you know, Goblin Skull episode where this random goblin comes in and causes havoc in Camelot, and then the next week you got another bad situation to deal with with someone else. It's it's going to be like a, a, you know, like a deeper theme show that's really revolving around a central plot more than um, small episodes. Right. 
building up on something. So I found that to be really exciting. Um, I feel like this show is really just taking a big turn, and it's really becoming a, a lot more mature show than it's been in the past. Not to say that it was ever a bad show or not very mature, but it's it's taking on more of a... I don't know how to explain it exactly. More more of a... Uh, yeah, we'll just <laughs> I, I have to say I'm really excited for what is going to happen to Morgana in Season 5. Because um, just reading more of the quote, she, um, she she added, I want Morgana to feel guilt for what she's done. I want her to be redeemed. And you guys know, I talked about this last episode, how much I really want her to be redeemed and have a different storyline. Um, and it kind of looks like they're going to take it that way. Um, because it's just... Yeah. It just makes me more excited because originally, like how we were talking about before, we were getting tired of Morgana. We just wanted her to die already. But I'm actually excited now to see what they're going to do with her character. Yeah, yeah Sarah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think that I will personally be really bored with like the villain aspect of it if Morgana doesn't have some kind of change of heart or at least, I don't know, change of motivation. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've said this before. Like, I'm sick of the whole I'm taking your father's sins out on you kind of thing. Like, Uther's dead. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Arthur's awesome, so leave him alone. But <laughs> Another thing I'm excited about is the drama that's going to start happening between Guinevere and um, Morgana. Because oh, that yeah. actually is very close to legend. That's very close to legend because, in mm-hmm. or at least in some stories... Morgana was the one that called Guinevere out with her affair with Lancelot. And apparently Guinevere had a lot of affairs within Arthur's court. Um, That's only one version of the story, obviously. But Morgan Le Fay was the one that kind of held uh, Queen Guinevere in her place. So I'm excited to see how, like, legend-wise, how this is going to play out. If they're going to mention any of that or include any of that. Well, um, I think uh, one one of the most interesting things about this season will be the tension between Morgana and Guinevere. Because, I mean, just in TV in general, what I've seen is when two guys have a grudge, it usually ends in a fist fight, and that's usually, that's that. When two ladies have a grudge, it goes on and on and on. And there's so much <laughs> plotting, deception, <laughs> nastiness, and th- now we have magic involved, so we've got a whole different ball game. So that's I don't know. I just think that'll be really interesting. Fair <laughs> enough. And I think fair enough. One one thing they did mention is they did ask um, Angel what happens with Gwen and if she ever finds out that Morgana enchanted um, her to make her have all those feelings for Lancelot and make her take action with it and they did say that she doesn't end up finding that out um she you know it's three years in the future so their relationship has developed a lot more her and Arthur so they're kind of past that now but they did say it's a really juicy storyline between Morgana and Gwen in this season and there's going to be a lot of things that come up between the two of them so I think it's very possible that she'll she'll at least bring it up um so we'll see what happens with that whole thing but just huge news this week and I after reading everything and hearing about everything I'm gonna make the biggest effort I possibly can to get to comic-con next year I mean I know it's not easy especially from the East Coast to get over there but if I can make it happen I'm going Road to trip. just because I 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. country. We'll take a take a Merlin cast road trip. And then which you guys for can crash Sarah at my wouldn't house. be that far, but and you guys can come <laughs> and crash at my yeah, house and save money on a hotel. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Because I still have my old So house, we'll see what happens, so. but yeah, it'd work. That's nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's and three we'll hours. It's actually we'll three hours away. It's actually three hours away. Yeah, we'll take Andrew. Andrew has a what's it? A twelve passenger van. Oh my goodness! So we'll just take some seats out and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, road trip. It's happening. Merlin Cash road trip. If anyone wants to, if anyone wants to join us, just get a hold of us. Well, you can ride yeah. along. Um, <laughs> but oh man, so yeah, a huge week, and it was great to hear all these things. And I've just been sitting like all day, like reading as things come out, and there's just just a lot of great stuff. So now that we're through that, um, if anyone has any comments about the new things that came out today, I know I saw a lot of people, um retweeted us and things like that but i haven't heard a lot of feedback just yet so go ahead and tweet those at us and we'll be happy to read them next uh next week and speaking of that we got some responses um on some of the questions we asked last week so we're going to read some of those tweets one of the things i asked for people to um to give us was their favorite episode um in seasons one through three because what we're doing for these next few weeks is we're going to um, take some of our favorite episodes and we're going to review those episodes because we got some time to fill before the next season comes out. Um, so some of the responses we got on Twitter, uh, one from at Sumo Hamsters, um, they said, Series 2, Episode 10, Sweet Dreams, and Series 3, Episode 10, The Queen of Hearts. To be fair, any episode containing a lot of Bradley James. Winky face. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. So, oh yeah. I agree. Right I uh, love dreams. <laughs> that one was so funny. Sarah, do you want to read the next one? Yeah. So the next tweet comes from at Sunny Donnelly, and she says, "My favorite episode is season three, episode thirteen. Um, parentheses: Freya, Excalibur, Lancelot, and Percy. Our um, ones kisses. Um, but she also says, I loved uh, episode one." Season 1, episode 11, season 2, episode 9, season 2, episode 13, and season 3, episode 8, too, which is a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of favorite episodes. I don't even remember all those. (laughs) Andrew, you want to read the next Uh, one? Yeah, we're not using names, right? Because... Uh, well, if it's in their if it's in their Twitter name, then it's fine because they're obviously okay. Uh, okay, with okay. So this one is at Regina Davis ten, and it says series two, episode two, the once and future queen. So I I yeah. like that episode. That yeah. was a good episode. That was a good episode. Good choice there, Courtney. Um. Okay. The next one is from <laughs> at poor <Good> furious <laughs> underscore love. And it says, easy, with enthusiasm, series two, episode 12, the fires of Idirsholas. I think you got that. I don't remember how to pronounce that. I think it's Idirsholas or something. Yeah. I love that episode too, but I like the one after that one more. The last Dragon Lord was just so beautiful. Oh, that's, yep. That's my favorite yeah, one. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's, that's my all-time favorite. That's definitely sure. one of my favorites. Okay. 
at the Cassie. Is that Lou? Yeah. Is that how you say that? Yes. I think so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> at at the Cassie Lou says, "The Coming of Arthur Part Two, one of my all-time favorite episodes. That was also a great one. I agree. Uh, this next one. There's so many good ones. This just refreshed yeah. me. Yep. Andrew at the oh, at Dandelion Violet, season three, episode four, the episode Gwen makes his debut. Gwen equals my favorite knight, and I love what he did with his character. And I'm gonna say I have to agree with that. Gwen is really, honestly, he's probably one of my favorite knights besides Lancelot, of course. But uh, yeah, good choice. <laughs> And good luck pronouncing the next one, whoever has that. (laughs) At Sarah, Sarah, go for it. (laughs) At Kazing Sadie says, (laughs) Season 3, Episode 10, Queen of Hearts. Uh Aha, when Merlin is the old man. Dragoon the Great. Yes, I love that too. It's so funny. (laughs) Yes. That was, I I laughed so so hard during that one, and I completely agree with that I love when Merlin changes. Yeah. Such a great episode. That's always fun. I love it, too. It's just so (laughs) funny. Some great comedy. He's such a funny old Uh, guy. (laughs) Yeah. A couple other things we discussed, um... Last episode, we asked what our what people's favorite scene was from season four. We talked about ours. We had one response on that. Um, <laughs> Did you oh, forget to paste the I, rest of I it? I cut it off. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> Where, okay, uh, never mind. We'll skip that. Um, <laughs> Whoever put that anyway, up, sorry. We missed you. Uh, Don't read it, please. Okay, anyway. Um, another thing we asked was dislikes of season four. Because we talked about that a little bit, and at Sabiha six four six said, "I thought Merlin was severely underappreciated. Poor guy, and Gwen needs to have a better storyline. Starting to dislike her. Hmm. Yeah, so I would agree on the Merlin part. Oh, yeah, the Merlin part, he definitely was underappreciated. He is, he's been underappreciated I mean, the guy's, like, this whole time. Arthur's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> I can also Especially... understand her feelings about Gwen." Um, just because she has started to be a little, a little annoying in the sense that she, I mean, the way that she just, I don't know, cheated on Lancelot, yes, she was enchanted, but at the same time, it's kind of like, really? And it's, at like the last few episodes, she did seem a little desperate, like, I want you back, Arthur, I'm so sorry, but, I mean, I don't know, I I can, I can see where she's coming. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. At the last one that we have is um, at Chrissy Medieval, who said Bradley is great, Colin genius, but well, I don't really like Angel. No bad meaning, but I can't find a connection between her and Arthur. Ooh, it's hmm. interesting. Controversy. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> I guess I don't know. I I see the connection, but I mean, they they obviously. All the fans out there are gonna have something or other against different actors, so you know. Yeah. And I have heard other people say the same thing, so I know she's not alone. But it's each his own, I guess. Some people really love her, and some people really hate her. So it's it's just up to opinion, I yeah. guess. Um. So yeah, thank you everyone for responding. Um. And for the next episode, be sure to tweet in your tweets about your thoughts. Oh, we've got um, a... In this case, you'd be talking Aaron, about... Aaron, we've got a favorite scene, too, I think. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that later on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if people want to talk about 
what they thought about Excalibur, the episode we're reviewing today, or the episodes we talk about next week, um, be sure to tweet those in or about Comic-Con anything, and we'll be more than happy to read them on the show. Um, so this week we are reviewing Season 1, Episode 9, Excalibur. We decided to review two of our favorite episodes, two of each person's favorite episodes. Um, and Excalibur is the first episode where, obviously, Excalibur is introduced, and there's been... There was another episode where Excalibur came back, and then the third time was when Arthur pulled it out of the stone. So I think we should definitely cover the other Excalibur episode when we get to it. Um, but these were some of the big episodes in the series. And watching this episode, was just, it was nice to look back at some of the old episodes and see how much the show has changed. And I noticed just some little things even that were different about the show. And I put this in the notes, so just disregard it when you get to it. But... Um, when they're in the courtroom, and is it, what is it technically called, that room? I don't know. The, um, the room where all their events take place. And, does King's anyone really Chambers. know? The King's Kingly Chambers. Chambers. Yeah, King's all right. Chambers. <laughs> well, isn't the King's Chambers where he sleeps? Not necessarily. I think it is. It's like the okay. King's private chambers is where he sleeps, but then King's Chambers okay. is where he does all his business, like Pinsley okay. and so we'll say the king's chambers i don't know if you guys noticed but the room was a lot lighter than it is in the last few seasons oh yeah like everything was just lit up in there it, it just looked a lot different yeah. but um I, it was just a random thing that i noticed there's a couple of random things in the notes i put here that <laughs> they're just kind of stupid but yeah um <laughs> so we'll get right started with that yeah. i have a lot of questions too it's really interesting, like, looking back, like, with different relationships, like, in my show notes, too, like, you'll see them in parentheses, but there's just so many questions, because there are so many, like, in season one, there was this play between Guinevere and Merlin, where you thought Guinevere liked Merlin, and then you thought that Morgana was secretly in love with Arthur, but if you look at that now, and everything that's happened, yes. that's really odd to think about, because... Morgana and I know, it's are so step-siblings, and it's like, are you kidding me? That's kind of gross, <laughs> but okay. And I, I, me I mentioned the Gwen one in my notes. It's You're right, like, the first season I saw that too. Like, she would, like, stumble when she's talking to him. And like, she she'd, kissed him. she'd act like she accidentally said something. And she kissed yeah. him. <laughs> it was <laughs> something they, ne they, they never... They never... And did it yeah. began it? And I same thing with same thing with Morgana and Arthur for a little while. Like Morgana was always so concerned about Arthur and Arthur was like uh it was it was weird. <laughs> so we'll get started though, uh, Courtney, if you wanna go ahead and start it out. Sure. So um the show this episode starts off um it's season one, episode nine, Excalibur. This show starts off um, with Nimue summoning, summoning a corpse from the catacombs um, to in order to kill Uther because she has a long-standing grudge against him. Um, and Nimue is, like, really creepy in this scene. I'd forgotten just how creepy she was. I'm going to venture to say my favorite villain to date. Um, and... Arthur, okay, after that, Arthur is crowned prince. He is officially come of age. Before that, I can't remember what his title was, but now he is an official prince of Camelot. Um, and, I don't know, during this scene, Gwen kind of 
looks at Merlin and is like, yeah, I know you're proud. I know you're proud of him. And Merlin's like, I don't know, just very shy about admitting their bromance. He actually has a different uh, um, dress from a different wardrobe apparently now. It's one of the few times you see him dressed differently than his regular outfit. Which I thought was kind of interesting. I know, <laughs> I noticed that. This whole episode, he was doing it without his um, red scarf. I kind of missed it, actually. Um, so, during this um, ceremony, like, during this, shortly after Arthur is crowned prince, um, a rider, a very mysterious knight, um, comes literally gate crashing. <laughs> um, he crashes through the window and lands. He makes a very big entrance. I'm kind now of I have a question on this. How, I, I guess they never really show from the outside, but I was assuming that these chambers were not on ground level. <laughs> Maybe they were, <laughs> but I, I don't know. That, that they was just, but <laughs> yeah. Like I figure they were at least a couple stories up, or maybe not. But maybe it's a different room. I guess room. they were. Maybe it's a different room. Maybe the throne room. Maybe the throne room is different than the banquet hall, and maybe the banquet hall is different than the actual court. Because that would make sense. Because honestly, or I don't think I've ever seen this that room. Unless there's a feast or some type of party. I don't think we've ever seen that room. Right. And I mean, if it is a room that is up high, then my theory would be, I don't know, uh, if Nimue can use magic to raise up someone from the dead, she can probably use some sort of aerial magic to lift up them and their horse for a dramatic window entrance through the side of a castle. So, I mean... <laughs> I guess so. But then, yeah, if that you, was the case... I mean, hey, if you want to go... Dr- Sorry. If that was the case, then they would know immediately that he was magical. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. But I guess, hey, if you want to make a dramatic entrance, you might as well go through the stained glass yeah. window. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I don't know about you guys. Um, so, the you know, the writer does not only smash this beautiful stained glass, but he throws down a proverbial gauntlet. He, like, takes off his glove and tosses it down and that initiates a challenge to um the knights of camelot um and sir owen owen um, owen wine he said he says okay. sir it owen like they're saying oh wine <laughs> i know he says owen um, himself but, but i yeah i don't know everyone, everyone else is else, like oh wine <laughs> i don't even know so, Sir Owen... I love that guy, though. He's just, like, some, like, bold idiot who's like, Oh, my God, oh, I'll take the challenge. He's like, <laughs> oh, too big for his britches. Um, but, so, after this, Sir Owen takes up the challenge. And, um, like, Arthur was supposed to do it, but Owen beat him to the punch. Um, Actually, Uther was and supposed the to. And the knight, the... Yeah, Uther's, like, supposed to do it. Um, yeah. That's a little and, later, we get the backstory. Yeah, a little later. Um, and the Dark Knight says, Ha, ah, Dark Knight, Batman, it's fine. Um, <laughs> the Black like, Knight. The Black Knight <laughs> says um, that it's a single combat fight to the death, and then he, like, exits. What'd you guys think of his voice? I was surprised <laughs> that he talked. Like... <laughs> I was surprised that he talked. It, sounded, it almost reminded me... 
of Darth Vader a little bit. Without the breathing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, single combat to the death. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Yeah, I thought we had like a robo knight or I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, it, it sounded intimidating enough. I mean, so. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I'd probably be freaked out. Yeah. That's a scary situation. Um, so after the rider leaves, Merlin is having a discussion with Gaius about the rider. Um, and he, like, kind of gets an inkling that Gaius knows something that he isn't telling Merlin. Um, which is kind of unusual because Gaius usually tells Merlin everything. Um, so Merlin is kind of bugging Gaius to find out, um... Like about the dark Kinnigan. figure, um, the the Kinnigit. and um, the wraith, and every like every uh, the wraith, and everyone is worried about Owain. Oh, Owain. Um, but but Owain doesn't seem too worried about himself, um, as yeah. we will see. Um, so Arthur. Arthur and Morgana are having a discussion at this point with Gwen in the room, which is just such a weird thing to see after seeing how everything turns out. But um, they're talking about how Owain was stupid to have picked up that challenge, and Morgana asks Arthur if he will put an end to the situation. Arthur says that he won't, though, um, and then Morgana suggests that Arthur fight in Owain's place. But that's not possible according to the night code, so that he doesn't do that. Um, but everyone realizes Owine is not going to make it to see the next night. He is too bold. Um, so Gaius is talking in the library to his old friend. I didn't realize his name was Jeffrey, but his name is Jeffrey. I looked it up. Are you serious? Um, yes, I yep. looked it up. <laughs> I miss him. What Jeffrey. happened to him? Hey, Jeff. What's going on? I don't know. Maybe it's Geoffrey. Hopefully they'll bring him back. I miss him. Jeffrey, coming back, season five. (laughs) Um, And they... Okay, and then they are talking about the night that they saw that was the Black Knight. Um, And they both really know what this means. They know because they both are acquainted with old magic. Um... So Gaius is talking to Uther about the situation, and Uther's, like, really jumpy. He's really testy. He's kind of a feisty king. It's fine, I guess. Um, And um, it's pointed out that the knight, the the black knight, is bearing the crest of Tristan Dubois, um, which is someone that Uther had killed, and... Um, I guess he killed him viciously, and this oh, Tristan... This is a, well, the huge, the story behind that whole thing is really interesting. But... That's revealed later. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when it was. And so Uther um, has killed him, and Uther does not understand how he could possibly be alive again and haunting him. Um, Uther is once again kind of just shoving magic to the back of his mind. Um, so it keeps panning throughout this entire first part of the episode to the Black Knight that's just standing there, um, very, very ominously in the night. It's really scary. Um, and Arthur is giving a wine 
keep wanting to call him Oween. I don't know why. <laughs> um, keep giving Oween a pep talk. Um, and Arthur says, like, remember, a way to kill a man is with one blow. That's important later. I know. It's, it is. It is important, because it's not always true. Um, but, um, Owain, um, is, I don't know, they're just having a conversation, and Arthur is really worried, and Owain is just full of confidence from youth and inexperience. Oh, man. My favorite line is when Morgana comes in the room and gives him, like, that little uh, piece of cloth, and she's like, you can wear it for luck or something. I won't need luck. (laughs) I don't need the luck, but I'll wear it for the pride (laughs) or something like that. I'll wear it with pride, but (laughs) I don't think I'll need the luck. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, so funny. It's so funny. Um, So then comes the part when Gwen comes in um, because Morgana asked her to give a wine a handkerchief that's supposed to be for luck and it's supposed to be her showing support for him but Owain's like yo thanks Morgana that's what's up but I don't really need the luck cause I'm kind of awesome <laughs> um you know in Arthurian talk um so Arthur is still very very no- like nervous I feel like he feels very guilty that he wasn't the one that stepped up um but the fight begins between Owain and the Black Knight, and Owain stabs him. Oh yes, he does, but the knight doesn't die. He doesn't fall, um, but he kills Owain. Um, and then at the end of this, the Black Knight once again throws down his glove for another challenge. Um, Arthur wants to take this one, but instead Sir Pellinor um, takes it. And, um, according to Sarah, <laughs> it's, it's not quite right. Yeah, it's a, it seems like <laughs> as if it's a legend clash. I've, I haven't read completely all of Lamort D'Arthur, which is by, um, Sir Charles Mallory, but I'm pretty sure Sir Pellinor is very, is a very, um, like, influential knight. I know he was, he's one that's trained with Arthur, like, from the beginning, but I'm also pretty sure he is one of the knights of the round table. Um, which, when I was rewatching this, uh, I remember when I first watched it, I was like, oh my goodness, Sir Pellinor, like, I remember him from Legend, and then he died. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess not. But, I guess I just need, I guess I just needed a name to throw in there. You know, yeah. Who knows? I heard uh, yeah. I heard Bed- I heard I mean, Bedivere thrown in there once too sometime during that season, when in reality he's yeah. supposed to be like the youngest knight who survives <laughs> even after Arthur's gone. So I mean I don't know. Hopefully yeah. they bring him in later, but I th- I think they just had to have a couple names thrown in there once or twice. I agree with that. Um, so after um, Sir Pellinor takes up the challenge um Merlin and Gaius are having a discussion about why the Black Knight did not die um when he was stabbed by Owain and Gaius kind of says that the Black Knight may already be dead so he can't be re-killed um after this we see a heated discussion between Arthur and Uther about why Uther stopped Arthur from taking up the second challenge 
And Uther kind of says that the knights need to prove themselves, but in reality, he's just trying to protect his heir, which is understandable. It's his son, too. Um, but, um, I don't know. <laughs> Pelinor is not going to make it either. Um, so, Gaius and Merlin then go to kind of try to see what's up with the situation. Um, Gaius thinks that he may, that Black Knight may already be dead, so they go down into the crypt, which is below the city of Camelot, and they find the tomb of Tristan Dubois. Mm -hmm. That's how you say it? Yes, Tristan Dubois. Dubois. Yeah. Cracked. And, com like, cracked and completely empty. Um, and Gaius tells Merlin how Tristan was Egrain's, Egrain's? Egrain. Egrain's. Yep. E. Grain's father. Um, when she died in childbirth because of magic, he came and challenged Uther, and Uther won, but with Tristan's dying breath, he cursed Camelot with the promise that he may one day return, and obviously that curse was not just words. And um, just to clarify, E. Grain is Arthur's mother, birth mother. Yep. Just in case you didn't know that already. <laughs> is her brother, which would make him Arthur's her, uncle. Her father. No, Tristan's huh? her father. Tristan's her father, I think. Oh, shoot. My fault. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, Tristan's uh, her father. <laughs> you sure? Okay, now yeah, I I'm sure. Okay, well, no, I, I'll, I, okay, I'll, I'll, I, believe, I believe you on that. Right. Okay, so, um, then later on, we, uh, Gaius and Merlin, they're discussing what exactly they're dealing with, because Merlin saw Owain stab the, the Wraith, Tristan, but Gaius didn't see it, but Merlin's positive, and obviously he's young, his eyes are a little quicker than Gaius, so uh, he thinks the Black Knight should be dead, but he's not. So they do a little uh, bookworming just to see what they're dealing with, and uh, Gaius comes to the conclusion that they are dealing with a wraith, a spirit conjured from the dead. Not, and for those of you who don't remember as well, but who still watch season four, it's not too unlike a shade, just kind of a different purpose. In this case, revenge. So um, they uh, they discuss that uh, you know Sir Pelador, things aren't exactly looking too good for him because a shade can't be killed by a mortal weapon. You know, no matter how good the warrior may be. So, um, you know, Merlin says, okay, Pelinor's kind of screwed. And Gaius is like, I hope you're wrong. But yeah, he's done. Uh, we see the next day, though, uh, Pelinor battling the Black Knight. Uh, doing quite a bit better, it looks like, than Owain. Oh, wow. That name's so weird. Owain did. <laughs> and, uh, don't... I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, we see Pelinor uh, deflect a blow from the Black Knight and actually stab him. And uh, unlike Owain's, you know, stabbing, uh, everyone sees this one and everyone starts clapping, thinking that, you know, Pelinor's defeated him, he's done. And, of course, the Black Knight uh, takes his sword and stabs Pelinor. And by now, everyone thinks, uh, obviously everyone knows something's wrong, because that was so obvious, you know, right through his chest, should have killed him, would have killed any normal person, but it, we're not dealing with a normal person now, so, yeah. And 
as the Black Knight turns to throw his glove down, his gauntlet down, we see one go down, but it is not his actually, it's Arthur's. And I'm not going to lie, the look on Uther's face was pretty satisfying for me to watch. I'm not sure about you guys. Because, uh, I don't know, I just feel like <laughs> yeah. he's been being kind of a hypocrite through this whole thing, you know, a uh, standard for Arthur, you know, trying to keep him away, but, you know, he doesn't have a problem sending the rest of his knights off to their deaths against this raid. And he knows they're going to die, you know, because obviously, you know, they've seen the raid fight, he can't be killed. So, um, but yeah, Uther's pretty angry. Arthur challenges the Black Knight. Uh, the Black Knight accepts... And, um, yeah, so now Uther doesn't know what to do, because his son's gonna go and die now, and he and Arthur actually have, like, a little <laughs> argument right afterwards, and, you know, Arthur says, you know, I'm sorry you have so little faith in me, and, you know, it kind of leaves Uther at, at a loss for words, because, you know, he really hasn't been showing much faith in Arthur, he's still kind of trying to babysit him, and, you know, like a little kid. And, uh, so we see... Uther, later on in the, in the next scene, visited by Gaius, and um, they in this scene we kind of reveal how exactly Arthur was born. You know, Uther used magic, and his wife was killed as a result. So <clears throat> uh, Gaius and Uther discuss his secret, and uh, Uther reminds Gaius that he is under oath to you know to keep it a secret, not tell Arthur. Because Gaius thinks Arthur needs to know exactly how his mother died and why the Wraith is there to truly understand what he's dealing with, because obviously he's about to fight the thing. But uh, Uther says no, you know, because stubborn old Uther always has to have his way. And uh, so Gaius uh, he tells him he'll remain silent. And following uh, Gaius' exit, um, Uth, uh, I'm sorry, Merlin. Uh, decides he has to go and uh, try and kill the Wraith with magic because obviously no mortal weapon can kill it so he tries lighting it on fire which is kind of refreshing <laughs> instead of the knockback and the person dies or becomes unconscious spell <laughs> he actually uses fire in this episode and uh, he tries but it's still fire uh, <laughs> yeah it's just a circle around him it's not even like yeah, it's, oh hey Aaron you're back What's up? okay it's so creepy when the knight looks over at him, though. Yeah, that was, yeah. especially the, the sound that went with that. You're just like, uh-oh. I, I thought the knight was going to, like, <laughs> pursue him or something, but uh, he didn't, so Me Merlin too. got off. Yeah. Merlin got off okay there. Thank He's got bigger priorities. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I mean, I, at that point, I really came to, you know, respect the knight as a villain, because, I mean, I don't know, he, he gets fire burning all around him. Eh, no big deal. I'll just stand here and let it go. But, yeah. So, um... Then Uther, we see him in his... King's chambers. And not the ones he sleeps in, as we discussed. Uh, we see him in his chambers. <laughs> sitting by himself. Drinking wine. Trying not to think about what's about to happen to Arthur. And he gets a little visit from Nimue. And we have a really interesting conversation here, again, really revealing about the circumstances of Arthur's birth. You know, the fact that Uther's wife was barren, so he actually went to Nimue to uh, get, help his wife have a child. And as a result, his wife died. And so, uh, you know, Uther's... And, and now, 
I'm even getting more angry at Uther in this scene because he's he's going on blaming Nimue for everything, saying, you know, it was your fault, you know, you knew it, uh, it would it would mm-hmm. kill him, blah blah blah. And Nimue and Nimue has a great comeback here. She's saying, oh no, if I'd known what would happen as a result of this, I never would have given you your son. And Uther says, uh, yeah, I wish you hadn't. And Nimue's like, oh, well, don't worry, your wish will come true tomorrow. And you're thinking. Yeah, um, you know, kind of harsh on Uther, but he kind of deserved it. Yeah. So, yeah. I have and, a, um, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly. Um, what was it? The episode when uh, Egrain comes back and talks to Arthur, but wasn't there something more to the secret other than Uther wanting a child? I don't remember. I feel like there was something else that made, um, like, that made Uther so terrible, and even a grain was kind of upset about it, or was that just Morgoz's influence? I don't remember, but I just feel like there was something else wrong than the fact that, um, that they just created Arthur by magic. Well, I think it's just how hypocritical he is with the whole situation. Right. Because he was the one that cho- made that choice, and he was the, really the reason that she and died. And all these innocent and now people he just are suffering. Blames as magic result. for all of so, it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think that makes sense, and I think the biggest thing is that he hid it from his his children, so they don't know. That's another reason why he's hated so much is because he won't even admit it to the people that, like Arthur, who is a big part of that whole thing. He won't even admit it to yeah. her. So. And Arthur still doesn't know the truth, right? Because Merlin told him it was a lie. Uh, well, he finds out later on, but right now he yeah. doesn't know. Okay. Oh, wait, you're right, wait. Yeah, Does he, though? You're right. Because Arthur still doesn't know. Yeah, Merlin says it's a lie. Huh. Yeah, he doesn't, you're right. Now, maybe that's something that'll come into play in Series 5, because Uther will be back. Yeah. Ooh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I just, uh, I was yeah. confused watching, no, no watching the episode. No, that's fine. Oh, that was a good question, um, so yeah, and then uh, we go to um, Gaius and Merlin's chambers, and actually, um, instead of Gaius always having to go to Uther, Uther actually graces them with a visit. He comes in and tells Gaius he's going to take Arthur's place, and he swears Gaius to secrecy over the um, circumstances of Arthur's birth. And, um, you know, we kind of see, like, I don't know, Uther's softens up a bit. He still really don't feel too kindly towards him, I guess. But, uh, you know, at least he admits he's kind of a jerk sometimes towards Gaius. And Gaius has been, you know, an always always a loyal friend to him. And so, then he asks one other favor of Gaius, and you don't see it in that scene. But, uh, you'll, you'll see later on in the episode. And, uh, then we go to Merlin, who um, visits Gwen to get a sword from, uh, uh, her father, the blacksmith, and uh, he he goes ahead and takes the sword to the great dragon, and uh, the great dragon um, breathes on it, I guess, uh, with uh, the fire breath, and uh, he and he tells Merlin once he's uh, created this magic weapon, which obviously is Excalibur, um, he warns Merlin that in the wrong hands, the weapon will do a lot of damage. You know, it must be for Arthur only because. You know, Merlin is still under the impression that Arthur's going to fight the next day. And uh, that's kind of important later. The fact that, um, you know, it has to be used by Arthur, no one else. Okay, so um, 
As it continues, Gaius gives Arthur a potion, um, and he claims it will take the nerves off, but in reality, Gaius drugs Arthur and um, at the request of Uther, and he locks Arthur in his sleeping chambers. Anyway, Merlin has gotten this beautiful Excalibur sword, and he is looking at it in wonder with the sunlight shining on it. Um, and basically he's preparing the sword, and instead of Arthur coming in, though, Uther comes in, and all somber and solemn, and asks Merlin to prepare him for battle. Okay, so anyway, Uther comes in, and Merlin is um, putting on this armor for Uther, and Uther notices Excalibur, and he likes Excalibur, and asks Merlin where he got it. Um, Merlin says it came from Tom the blacksmith, and um, Uther is a little surprised by this, wondering why Arthur didn't go to one of the royal blacksmiths, but um, Merlin said that he got it as a gift for Arthur, and there's this little touching moment where Uther notes Merlin's loyalty to Arthur, and is very grateful to Merlin for this, and asks Merlin to look after him. So, yeah, he's still Uther under takes a blade... Yeah. <laughs> Uther takes the blade into battle, and you see this look on Merlin's face where he's basically he's basically messed up. He he Whoops. he did not keep his promise to the great dragon. So yeah, he just kind of rubs his head like, oh, oh goodness, this is not going to end well. <laughs> so Uther walks epically into the arena um, to battle the Wraith. And everyone is shocked to see Uther. You see this great reaction by Guinevere and Morgana, and they're very afraid, as everyone in the crowd is. So they begin to fight, and Arthur is lying, drugged in bed, and he hears the clanging of swords and realizes that the fight is going on without him, and he is very upset. Um, and while this is all happening, it's showing Arthur trying to get out of his room, but um, also showing the fight between Uther and um, and Tristan Dubois. And so it also shows Nimue, who's in the crowd, and she you get this kind of concentrated look that she kind of realizes that the sword is special and she seems a little worried, but then it cuts to a shot of where uh, uh, Tristan Dubois or the Riot uh, disarms Uther, and so she's very happy by this, and she just smiles evilly. Um, but before the Black Knight can kill Uther, he grabs his sword and stabs Ryeth. And since it's the magical sword Excalibur, the Ryeth burns. He explodes. He burns into a bunch of confetti. <laughs> he spontaneously um, combusts. <laughs> exactly. Know, yes. Like, yeah. like Voldemort. Much in like Harry Voldemort. Potter. Yeah. In Harry Potter. <laughs> there you go. like it's not even funny okay i know it's scary <laughs> um so and you kind of see gwen's face and she's super surprised because she knows kind of knows that that's the sword that her father made um and she's just surprised that her father's sword was able to kill him anyway uther is uh totally surprised that he won um but he's very happy by this and we see this and we see him and gaius talking in his chambers or whatever where he does his kingly business um basically uh like cleaning his wounds and dressing him up 
but uh, Gaius inquires to Uther about his sword and says that it's a very interesting markings. On one side it says, take me up, and on the other side it says, cast me away. And so Gaius is very intrigued by this, and you can kind of tell that he knows potentially that Merlin had something to do with this. So afterwards, Arthur storms in, really, really upset, um, and uh, Arthur and Uther have this conversation about why Uther did it, and um, it's a very nice father and son moment. Basically, Uther tells Arthur that he means more to him than anything else, the kingdom, his pride, um, Arthur is his son and he loves him. And Arthur is kind of shocked and Uther. <laughs> Bradley James in his expressions, he his mouth just kind of was like in shock and he looked <laughs> kind of stupid <laughs> in the scene. But he basically says, I didn't know that I thought you were always upset with me that um, you thought that I wouldn't be able to measure up and Uther of course says no. And then um, Arthur kind of jokingly... Little father-son moment. Yeah. And then Arthur yeah. jokingly tells Uther, um, since he fought very well, he should come and train with them and he, so he can work on his uh, footwork. And Uther <laughs> comes at him. He's like, you think I need to work on my footwork? And he basically kicks Arthur in the butt. <laughs> and Arthur runs out. So um, in the next scene, it just shows Gaius and Merlin sitting and eating dinner. And Gaius is not eating, he's just staring at Merlin. And Merlin kind of just looks up at him and asks, well, what? And um, Gaius very pointedly asks the question, you didn't have anything to do with this, did you? And Merlin said, nope, I did not enchant the sword, it wasn't me. And he is telling the truth, but he's not telling the whole truth. But Gaius kind of smirks and says, well... That's a pity, because if it was true, I would have been very proud of him. And Merlin tries to retract and say, well, but Gaius just smiles. Never and mind. he knows that Merlin had something to do with that. <laughs> yeah. So, as Merlin is lying asleep, Kilgarah, the great dragon, calls Merlin, um, and you see him going down to the dungeons to see the great dragon. And he basically reiterates his warning um, he actually, I thought this is a very revealing episode too, because I think this is the first time we kind of figured out that the great dragon doesn't know everything that's going on. So he asks Merlin, um, how did the fight go? And Merlin said that the Ryeth was um, killed, but he said that things didn't go exactly as planned and that Uther wielded the sword. And Kilgara, or the great dragon, is very, very upset by this. You get this big, nice dragon roar. <laughs> and, um, very nice, John Hurt. <laughs> and he, yeah, so he basically feels betrayed by Merlin, and Merlin is very upset by this. Um, Kilgara feels like he, lot, um, Merlin, he can't trust Merlin anymore. And my question here is, why does really Merlin care? Um especially since later with how the great dragon turns on Merlin and, you know, when he becomes the dragon lord. But I guess at this point, Merlin, the great dragon is a mentor to him at the moment, and so he wants to make sure he pleases him. Anyway, uh, the great dragon tells Merlin that he must take the sword far away and hide it where no mortal will ever find it, because only evil will come from Excalibur unless it's wielded by Arthur. So, you see Merlin, and he steals back into um, 
steals back into the armory and um, takes Excalibur and then walks out and casts it in the lake. Um, very, very far, I guess, in the middle of the lake where it just sinks to the bottom. And that's the end. <laughs> yes, it is. It's such it a is. great episode. I guess we'll do our usual. Uh, I'll go first with the ratings. This episode was an awesome episode, and it played such a huge part in later on. Um, a huge, it's it's big as far as the storyline later on. So, I'd give this one at least a nine. I'd say like a nine point two or three. Mm. I really loved it. Um, let's see. My favorite actor in this or actress in this episode. I'd have to say Anthony Head. He did such a great job, and you could really see the terror on his face and just so many emotions going through. I mean, you had him joking with Arthur at one point. You had him thinking he was going to his death. Just You had him in fear, and it, it was just great to see him go through so many emotions. My favorite scene in this episode would probably be um, when Gaius and Uther discuss the past and the fact that no one should ever know the secret i felt like that was such an intense moment and at that point you have no idea what they're really talking about i mean you find out a little bit um but it's a huge moment in merlin and it's huge just for fans so i really love that that um part of it of the episode <laughs> um courtney um i liked this episode but I didn't, I wasn't, like, obsessed with it. I mean, it is really important and crucial as far as, like, plot goes later on. But, um, I would give it maybe, like, an 8.5. Um, just because the, um, episodes of the duels and stuff always kind of, I don't know, they're just not my favorites. Um, even though this one was awesome as far as character development goes. Um, I would say my favorite part was probably... Um, the end, when Gaius and Merlin are talking, and Gaius is kind of joking around and being like, oh, um, I wonder who enchanted the sword for Arthur, and Merlin's like, I didn't do it, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> and Gaius is like, oh, cause I would be really proud of the person that did or something like that like I'd be impressed and like Merlin like wants to take credit then but then they just like laugh it off and it just shows that like they're really good pals and um Gaius really is such a father figure to Merlin and I think you see that a lot more in the earlier episodes than you do in the later ones just because Merlin hasn't really fully matured yet yeah, I agree. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Aaron on the uh, favorite actor. I thought Anthony had did a great job. And I think um, a lot like Agravain did in Season 4, Uther kind of frustrated me a lot in this episode. You know, just kind of how he was being such a hypocrite. You know, just kind of throwing his knights at the Wraith, even though he knew they were going to die, and, and, you know, setting a... Uh, you know, a set of rules for them, and then a set of rules for Arthur with regard to the Knight's Code. And then blaming Nimue for his wife's death, when in reality it was his fault. Yeah, I, I don't know, I didn't like it this episode. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I thought Anthony had, you know, really did a good job in this episode acting that part out. Um, ratings, I'm gonna have to say 9.9, .9 because, partially because... Ooh. 
you know, in Merlin, you know, what I haven't seen as much would be like the full armored fighting scenes between knights. You know, I just, I don't know, I, th I think I'd like to see more of that sometimes. And we actually had some of that this episode, so I thought it was pretty cool. And, um, yeah. favorite scene, I'd say, would be probably the dialogue between Nimue and Uther. Just because, you know, up to this point, you know, the few times you've seen Nimue, you've thought of her, you know, just the evil, conniving sorceress. One reality, when you get her side of the story as far as why is she doing this to Uther, you're like, wow, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, if I were in her shoes, I'd probably be doing the same thing, you know, if I'd suffered as much as she has at Uther's hands. So, I mean, you really kind of see, you know, she's not exactly entirely evil per se you know unlike Morgana and her whole thing with Arthur you know Nimue actually has a pretty logical motivation for what she's doing to Uther so yeah I thought that same absolutely so, yeah that's what I thought it was it was just really nice to see uh such a it was nice to see an old episode yeah. again um because I haven't watched any of the episodes from the first season in so long Yep. And it, it's just nice to see the old Merlin. I um, agree. We had one response. Uh, someone's favorite scene, Bradlin Emrys said, "Well, it's been a long time since I've seen that one, but probably when Merlin throws the sword into the lake with such emotion." And I'd have to agree. That was a good scene too, um, and it plays such a big role later on, which you don't know at that point, but. If you've read any Arthurian legend, you know that Lake will at least have a, a big yeah. part later on. So, <laughs> very interesting. Um, yeah, so, great episode, and we're really excited to review the next one. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what episode we're going to do yet. We'll talk about it, and then I'll post on Twitter and all our other networks um, what that episode's going to be. And we're actually hour and 15 minutes-ish right now, so uh, we don't really have any time for any segments, but... Yeah, so great episode. That was that was good uh good review. Um a few last things before we close up. I want to thank everyone for following us on Twitter again. We've had a great response and we're happy to see it just keep growing. Uh spread the word as much as you can about this show. We love Merlin fans and it's really great to interact with everyone and it's nice to see so many international fans um checking us out cuz I mean in America where we are, you know, there's not a ton of well, there are some Merlin fans, but it's not even close to as big as it is over in Europe and in that on that side of the world. So it's nice to see everyone following us. Um, and feel free to contact us whenever you want to. I'd, I'd also um, encourage you to check out our website, www.merlincast.blogspot.com. We just added a new page called Meet the Merlin Casters. So you can find out a little bit about us and see what we look like in case you're wondering what the faces are behind these voices. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you go to our like Facebook. We got some Facebook. I look completely glazed in that picture you put. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked, it looked like you're looking off into the distance, Andrew. It looked like a good yeah. like, You, you, you choose very a pensive. bowling alley photo of all photos. <laughs> Andrew, okay, I go on your Facebook, and your pictures are you you in a lacrosse helmet where no one can see your face. You like do you shirtless, which I wasn't about to put up on there. And That's the best I was one. Like, All right, Why this not? one looks okay. 
<laughs> because we're trying to keep this a little, a little uh, normal, I guess. Normal. Oh, check out me, Andrew, or some shirtless Andrew. Normally, very sexy abs I'm having right there. I'm never gonna... <laughs> Maybe if you get some fangirls, we'll we'll make a page for you on the website. That's like okay. you know, Aaron, the and he's so Andrew. humble too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might increase our following followers, Aaron, if you do put up a shirtless picture. Of yeah, that's Andrew. right. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew, I tweeted yesterday that if um, Lancelot comes back in season five, then Andrew will be the one playing him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, As much as I dream of doing that. Oh, uh, yeah, if you want to check out our... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Anyway, um, if you want to check out our Facebook, it's just search MerlinCast in the search bar on Facebook. Um, and you can like us on there. We've gotten some more likes on there, too, as well, which, you know, Facebook, when you're looking for, like, places to keep up with, uh, podcasts and stuff like that, Facebook's not really the most practical way. Twitter's a lot easier, so understandable that Twitter's getting a more, uh, bigger search. And the biggest thing you can do is, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We've gotten some more lately, and it's just nice to see ratings and reviews, so if you get a chance and you want to let us know what you think about it, go on there. And you can also email us at um, themerlincast at gmail.com. And you can send us anything there. Send us your thoughts, what you dislike about the show, which should be nothing. Um, Your (laughs) favorite scenes. You can ask us random questions. You can ask us uh, what kind of shampoo Andrew uses in the morning. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Ask away. We're more than happy to answer you. Okay. (laughs) Um, I've been thinking about getting my hair insured. You know, it looks really good. I need for something to happen to Oh, my I would God. do that. I would do that if I were you. Especially since you're around and so you many And you get fires. those abs insured, too. <laughs> yeah, for real. True. Don't use too much no, hair No, actually, it looks the best when I take my lacrosse helmet off after I'm all sweaty after a game. It actually looks really good then. Ew. So I should really get sweaty and play more often and then go out in public. Ew. Okay, <laughs> Well, in that case, I think we're just about done, so, uh, yeah, check us out, tell your friends about us, spread the word, Merlin's here to stay, Merlin is still trending on Twitter, I posted, or I tweeted like six or seven hours ago that it was trending, it's still trending, that's huge for Merlin, so, good job Merlin fans. We'll be back next week with another episode, uh, and I'll let you know what episode we're going to be reviewing. Once again, my name's Aaron Millard. My name's Courtney Catadella. My name's Sarah Sutherland. (laughs) And my name's Andrew Brace. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Whenever you listen to this, good night. Goodbye. Good night.